Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Friday, people. Happy Friday from all of us at the Socially Distant Sports Bar. With it being a Friday, that means this is part two of this week's episode. If you want to listen to the entire podcast in full on a Tuesday, who can blame you? You get ahead of the game. You get the in-jokes before everybody else. You understand the bits that are flying around on social media from a Tuesday. Don't feel alienated anymore. What you need to do is head to patreon.com slash distantpod. Have a look at the varying levels of subscription that you can get involved in there. If you are so in love with the guys at Spotify that you can't bring yourself to leave your Spotify app, then we understand that. So we set up Spotify Extra. So it's Socially Distant Sports Bar Extra on Spotify. We've done that just for you. So go to Spotify, search for the Socially Distant Sports Bar Extra, and you will find it there. Basically, on the basic level on both of those, it's four quid a month. So one quid per episode is all you are looking at losing. Okay? And don't think of it as losing, because that's terrible marketing by me. Think of it as gaining content. Because what you gain every single episode is more than 30 minutes of content. Okay? So an extra second round of clips that you don't hear on the free podcasts. We're keeping that from you. For good reason. Because other people are paying a pound a month for it. So get yourself on there. If you would like to help us fund defibrillators around the country, we have linked up with the Coffee Roasters Fat Whites. So they are producing three different roasts of coffee. One chosen by Mike. One chosen by Alice, one chosen by me. Have a look at fatwhites.square.site. There's a link on the episode description. Have a look at it. See what you think. See which one of us you would prefer to have staring back at you from your bag of coffee every morning. Um, (laughs) Mike's is probably the strongest one. Mine is more of an espresso kind of vibe. And Alice's is sort of a, a drip coffee. I don't really understand what it is you would drink it with. But like a like a... A, a C, a C, is that that's like a set, isn't it? A C60? I don't know. It's some sort of drip thing that he does that works really well. So get involved in that. Get yourself some coffee because the profits from those coffees don't go into our pockets. They don't go into the guys at Fat White's pockets. They go into a fund that is helping us get defibrillators around the country in sports clubs but crucially they're in locked cabinets outside those sports clubs so that if you have a cardiac arrest or someone you know has a cardiac arrest or someone you don't know it's not just for our listeners anyone's allowed to use them we're not we're not mean people then they can use the defibrillator it's not locked in someone's boot of their car so those cabinets are really key to people being helped by defibrillators so any money you can give us will be fantastic you get a billy bonus of getting yourself a cup of coffee out of it as well right if you have not listened to part one of this week's episode go and do that if you have enjoy part two this is a paid advert from better help therapy online now we all carry around lots of different sort of stress moments whether it's like big or small it could be as huge as how am i going to pay the mortgage this month or you know i'm i'm 
ill, but I don't really want to talk to anybody about that because I don't want to make them feel stressed about it as well. Or you know, it could be just as, something as small as, how am I going to get to school pickup in time? I've got a meeting. How do I change that? How do I move that? I forgot to cancel that. And lots of the time we keep it bottled up. And whether it's big or small, it can really start to affect us negatively. And therapy is kind of a safe space to get those things off your chest. So whether it's like coming up with plans to to organize your life a little bit better or whether it's just having someone to talk to about those things you don't want to stress out your mates or your family with. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable and entirely online. You will be matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash distant. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash distant. Elvis, I mean, so he had grown up, like I said, he, he, he was skinny because it would have been his diet and, the, and the, you know, they, had, they had no money and he grew up in the, yeah. grew up in the South. Dirt poor white in the South was a tough thing to be. I mean, you, didn't, you sort of didn't fit in anywhere, really. Mm. That was part of what led to his, his sound and his, and his whole thing. He was still 6'1", 6'2", so he was tall for the time. You know, then he joined the army at, in, in 1960, whatever it was, went to Germany, did, did his national service. You know, then... I don't think he ever was as good as karate as as, as his belts would, would indicate, right? How good was he at karate then? Well, he was a black belt in karate. I mean, it, 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 he wanted to... There were two things he wanted. He wanted to get a, a karate scores across the States was one idea that he had. And the other one was racquetball uh, courts across the States. Okay. I, think he, I think he actually invested in the racquetball side of it. Yeah. Things. El, you've seen my karate, my Elvis karate suit, my replica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. We, we, uh, we, we, we did a scene on the beach in it, didn't we? We did, and I remember seeing for your fortieth. You had a karate lesson in the house, didn't you? So, Kel for my fortieth, give me an Elvis week, which was brilliant. So, right. all the things that Elvis liked to do, uh, apart from fuck other people, which was. Since <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about him shagging everybody, yeah. she gave me an Elvis week. I mean, that yeah. really is. That, I mean, that is above and beyond, Kelly. Thank you. Well, thanks, Kel. <laughs> Happy fortieth, Mike. I used to have a jungle room in the house. I had a jungle room. My back room originally in my house. Right. Define a jungle room because all I've got is booyaka, booyaka. Yeah. Well, you've have you seen Elvis's jungle room in no. Graceland? No. Oh, well, that, well, then it's lost on you. So. Well, what is it? Describe me. Well, the jungle room was uh, green carpets, green ceilings, uh, wood panelled walls, and lots of what they call tiki furniture, like S- a tribal furniture. Some shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I, uh, so I made a I made a jungle room in the house. So I green carpets, green ceilings, wood panelled all the walls, a lot of tiki furniture in there. Um, yeah, put my record players in there and stuff. Used to go in there and just chill out. You know. And that's where my karate lessons were. How is that a jungle? It's just got green walls. Well, no, but, the, but Elvis's jungle room had trees. No, it had a carpeted ceiling as well. Monkeys. 
And it did have, well. It, yes, actually, it did have monkey stuff. Three, well, three better. white, three white monkeys, which I've yeah. I've been bought. There were three white monkeys in my jungle room. You had monkeys. You had there monkeys a, in your house. You had monkeys. Well, not yeah. a real monkey. Oh, right. oh. They obviously weren't real monkeys. They were like twelve inches tall. And then Elvis had a had a tiger, like a ceramic tiger in grass. I so I bought one of those as well. All the things I could see on the pictures. <laughs> Fuck hey, off. Kelly is the most patient woman. Oh God, on yes. earth. You must have got the biggest dick in the world. She, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she is made of different stuff. Isn't she? Yeah. Her life is a constant test. Oh, I, I, I bought a ceramic tiger. What? It's oh, like his life sake. is like a constant... Kenny's life is like a constant <laughs> biblical test. Did you make that sausage casserole I asked you to make when I left the house at 8 o'clock this morning? No, but I bought a ceramic tiger and three oh, tiny white monkeys. God. Wait oh, till you for, see this. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. <laughs> microwave lasagna yeah. again, kids. We haven't got a microwave. Oh, for fuck's sake. So my mate Dave had the replica of Elvis's Christ suit, which is a white suit with red trim and a red belt. Yeah, and Elvis's karate badge on it. Yeah, and the taking care of business badge on the other. Side, you know, so he had, he had his own karate badge. Hi-ya! Yeah, just written on it. <laughs> What's funny about that? Lots. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, you cunt. That's just coming to my head as a song. Things you do for love. I get taken the piss off by buying a fucking camping store. Exactly. <laughs> you know, some of it seems romantic, some of it seems weird. I like paintings. I've done kind of nice paintings and stuff and poems. Have you? Yeah. You have a framed poem, Early Doors in the Relationship? Oh, mate. You know? Handwritten. One of you? Yeah, handwritten. Yeah. One of you? myself. Yeah? Of course, oh, one of my fucking, fucking old. What did you rhyme with Kelly? Don't believe in rhyming poems. Wellies. You wet bastard. I love Kelly, who's a fan of the jazz musician George Melly. George Melly and Kelly, that's good. I'm not a slave to rhyme and meter. Okay. Yeah. No, but I was, in an art, I was in an art class before, and I wrote this poem called uh, the, the Tree, about a tree that I paint in, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Tree, go on. Oh, it was a really good poem, The Tree. I'm on a view somewhere. It's like um, me. No, but I showed it to one of the women there in, in our class. If you were willing to read that out, you would be the most extraordinary individual I'd ever met in my life. I can find it, now. Yes, please. Right, here we go. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. John's teenage poetry is all tipped up in a bin bag called The Bag of Death, which is in his attic. Mate, I've got a book of of poetry and drawings I've done. There's been no editing here, okay? What's happened there is Mike has turned around (laughs) and has come back with a book of poetry within, I would say, not even a sentence. Two seconds. That's fucking amazing. Right. Hang on, look at this. Oh, fuck off. He's got sketches in it, you mad cunt. Yeah, that's... <laughs> loads of sketches. Hey, Panath Pier, look at that. Oh, I feel ill. Like, oh. Look at that. Okay, go f- that's, it's really good. You're of course nuts. it's good. Well, but, but... You're the weirdest bloke I've ever met. You're the <laughs> top five weird people I've ever met. I'm reading you the tree now. By a distance. And I broadcast with John. <laughs> he's, well, yes, he's got a bag of death in his attic. <laughs> a bag of death. My grandpa and my Uncle Mike, look at that. I'm true that. Very nice. Um, anyway, true. Why have you drawn a picture of your grampy with your uncle in his arms? Hands down the oddest bloke I know. And complete confidence in his weirdness. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, this, at no point was there, no, no, I'm not going to read that. I'll fucking get it for you then. That's Florence. Yeah, did Florence. Your dick must be huge. Man. Oh, massive. <laughs> like, you, can't, or, you can't have a book of poetry or, or non-existent. Tiny. Tiny, yeah. Here we go. Those, those are the only two options. 
Put my glasses on. Non-functional and tiny <laughs> fucking joint. Here we go. The Big Dick Poet is about to read one of his stanzas. Big Dick Poet's putting on his Carlos the Jackal reading glasses. There's the picture of the tree in question. Let's have a look. Right. Mm, yeah, good tree. Best work. Thank you. Go on. Uh, tree, Dartmouth, July 2005. <laughs> <laughs> tree. Blair is Prime Minister. <laughs> Where's well, one of Grand Slam? Silver Sheen. Craggy antlers a magpie's nest. Tear the sky around thick with driven rain and shades <laughs> of grey. Single and silent. Nature clinging to its long dead limbs, twisted and grotesque. Inescapably drawing the eye, even in the unwelcome stillness. This is about Kelly. No leaves to turn to autumn trees to drop and blow and become the wet earth. No seeds to fall and take root, barren, gnarled. Witness to nature's inescapable cycle. Just the wait, patient and proud, for the day it too returns to the soil. This is about your knob. Tree. <laughs> you, you fucking moron. <laughs> That's not a way to encourage my artistic bent. <laughs> you are a great enigma. People used to say that about Barry John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fuck. I don't know where to start. Um, Neither do I. Unleash it, Did man. you frame that? You framed that and gave that to Kelly? No, that's a different poem. I did a different oh, one. Oh, sorry. Oh, you find the love poem. Oh, I don't know where it is. I'll find it. No, we, find you do. You do. You know exactly where it is. It's on page 17. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, because it wasn't. I framed it. On, I, I got some nice cartridge paper and framed it properly. Cracking his armour. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the I don't know. I don't know where that one is. I mean, I don't know. I've never even written one about love. Fuck off. Yeah, just, Tree's good. Yeah, I framed it, then I gave it to her, and then she probably threw it in a in a in a canal or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, she set fire to it, threw it in the canal. Yeah, yeah. So never talked to me about. She's probably just smashed it, and put it in a bin. Not drawn to Nash Point. Nash Point in July two thousand five. Have you written a poem about Nash Point? You were very creative in July two thousand and five, Mike. Big moon over Panath. Had you split up with someone in July two thousand and five, Mike? <laughs> this is the thing. I so I joined June two thousand and five. Dumped July two thousand and five. <laughs> Art poetry <laughs> begins. I, jo- <laughs> I joined the art club in two thousand and five. Yes, I read Tree to an old woman there, right? Who was painting? Who you wanted to cop off with? <laughs> I read tree. Yes. So I was painting the tree. I turned it from a from a pencil sketch. Stop saying the word tree. <laughs> and she had the fucking audacity to say it wasn't a poem because it didn't rhyme. I said, poems haven't got to rhyme. Not all the time. Don't be a slave to rhyming schemes. And uh, she was insistent that it wasn't a poem. You keep saying that, Mike. <laughs> keep saying it. So when you say, what, did it rhyme, what rhyme with Kelly? Nothing is the answer because I didn't mm. feel the need to rhyme okay. with Kelly. Not on your Nelly. Yeah. Telly. <laughs> Telly's good. Yeah, I'd rather watch, watch some telly. telly. Yeah, yeah. I know you'd rather watch a telly, Kelly. I know since I'm smelly. I like George Melly. <laughs> See, I think this is already good. <laughs> Not as good as Tree, mate. I think we can all agree on that one. I think we can all agree that Tree is... <laughs> tree. In and of itself. A, yeah, it's, it's, it's an art form in and of itself, I would say. There's bound to be some English lecturers listening to this. I'd love... I'd... Oh, there must be someone who can analyse... Deconstruct. Well, give me your give me your honest opinion on that, and if it's good. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, keep it your fucking self. Oh, you mad bastard! It won't just be on my chair. That's so funny. Oh, this whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't read this a lot. Oh fuck me. 
Are they more? The journal that I carry with me everywhere. <laughs> the poetry journal? I just wrote one on the way home from the school run, actually. It's called fucking traffic lights. <laughs> are there more you've written? Yes, there's more. Are the, can, can we... Ta- can we no, I'll do it next time. Creativity is a tap you can't turn off. Mark Elsick got in touch right. about your poetry. Uh, Mark says, interestingly, okay, so it would have been released at midnight. Mark wrote this eight hours ago, so that would have been at 20 past two. Yeah. So hopefully Mark is in a different country. I hope he was high, <laughs> but go on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, uh, I have a PhD in English literature and have taught poetry. Tree is infused with a melancholy beauty reminiscent of Tennyson's In Memoriam. Mark, don't encourage him. Oh, my God. Uh, Hello. Come on. The poem has a distinct creative energy in its engagement oh. with the bleak natural world and stylistically experimental form. <laughs> nice. That could be backhanded. Uh, encourages the reader to explore the boundaries between the physical and the metaphysical. Right, print this out. Tree me. is a natural inheritor to Ted Hughes' crop <laughs> in its primitive imagery and emotional charge. He was poet laureate. Tree is fucking great. Oh, um, yes. Who's this from? So this is Mark Eslick. Thank you, Mark. He is a PhD in English literature. Lorraine Muir replies, I liked it too, smiley face. And yeah. Dave Bates says, sounds fucking shit. You should yeah, you, sh- you should have that printed out and framed. And you I'm should have it. Mark's credentials underneath. So, you know, P- yes. B-A-ons, PhD. Have we, have we Googled Mark or is he? I haven't. I, I, I'm taking that purely on trust, which I, is the way I operate. You know Mark's me, yeah? Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. No, that's lovely, though, isn't it? There you go, see? Yeah. See? Yeah. See? There no, I can't for taste. See? I'll get that. I'll get that. It's all good. good. I'm from the CB generation, because I'm a, lot, a lot, few years older than you. You just missed it. By the time you were like 10, 11, that are, that are gone. So a mate of mine had CB handles. What was your and, CB handle? I didn't have one. I didn't no? have a CB. You didn't have a CB? I thought you would. Yeah, I wanted one, but we, you know, we, we were skinned, so we didn't have one. Dad didn't think that was a priority. <laughs> it wasn't top five. Were they expensive? They cost more than the fags, and Dad wanted to buy the fags. He's <laughs> <laughs> quite keen on your smoking, the old man. So, can I get a comic, Dad? Is it more than Ziggy's? <laughs> Is it more than uh, fags? I don't think so, mate. <laughs> You're having a comic this week, are you? Breaker, 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 breaker. This is Coffin Boy. <laughs> breaker, breaker, Lungy Lee. This is <laughs> Cough Man. Tenfold Lungy Lee. This is Yellow Fingers. Watch your 20, come on. <laughs> what does what's your 20? Watch your location. Okay. Yeah, we just used the phone. <laughs> My, my granddad had a party line, like a shared phone line. What do you my mean? dad's dad. What's a party line? Well, it, it, was, it cost less to have a party line, so... Phone it up and your granddad would talk sexy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Granddad, I know for a fact you're not wearing that, because I can see you. <laughs> I'm wearing an apron covered in some lard. I'm wearing a pair of beige elasticated trousers and some comfortable shoes, and I'm wearing a tartan some shirt. Some grey slip-ons. And, uh, and, uh, a, a nice shirt that your mother bought for me from uh, Little Woods, and I'm hard. <laughs> I smell of yardly for men. And, and imperial just leather. I've just had a nice shave. 
I've real cream my hair and I got a fucking big boner. And I'm <laughs> I am watching the racing. <laughs> and I, I'm watching. I'm going to have a sandwich in a minute and read the paper. I'm going to have a sandwich and a pickle onion from the garden. And I've got some big old balls on me and I'm in greater shagging. There's some rhubarb, rhubarb crumble in the fridge just from the garden as well. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> a big hard on. Yeah. yeah. You got some eggs from the chickens out on the coop by the, by the washing line. And I'm covered in jizz. I'm, I'm eight inches and the cat couldn't scratch it. Um, I mean, I've got a cat. Uh, He's not allowed to. I'm just in the, I'm just shedding some peas. <laughs> But I haven't half got a stiff on when I'm doing it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I need to do something with this harder before I go down to the post office to get my pension. I'm just filling a betting slip from the 2.30 from uh, Aintree. And, uh, oh, my arse is ready for action. <laughs> as soon as I finish putting Nan's eye drops in, I'm going to right all get my arse cheeks apart. Oh, here she is now. Duff, for Christ's sake, stop there now, Graham. No, nope, that's it. It's a no, she's I called a sexy nan. That was a different context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is too far, Grandad. Yeah. So, uh, I've, uh, a party I've, line. I've got a big old, I've got a <laughs> big old bone. And uh, I've also got about £40 worth of premium bonds. So I'm. <laughs> oh. Spot the ball. Have you seen my national savings? A uh, little, little book. I just. I've got about 60 quid in there. I've also actually lost the book itself. Uh, I've been checking my prostate. Uh, I'll, I'll show you the photos, if you like. Takes a lot of sauce, man. There's no, people that'll get off on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, some people, that's as far as they're going to get in the pod. That's it, they're done now. <laughs> Spent. Yeah. They tuned in purely for sexy time, and now they're done. But then, the good news, mate, of course. Go on. Yin and Yang. Sunday, oh, okay. I was in the bloody NFL, wasn't I? I was, I was in oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, I saw, I saw the start of what the video that you had on the side of the pitch, but all I got was the bit of your shoes because then my Wi-Fi went nuts, so I, don't, I haven't really seen it. Americans, mm-hmm. it's a stereotype, I know. They were very loud, yes. but they were very nice, all of them. Really? They, they couldn't have, most of them could not have been nicer. i got to tell you, though, so we're in the one bar on the Saturday night. Packers fans everywhere, right? Brilliant. Amazing. All sorts of different, every shape, size, and whatever. There's these two lads there, like, oh, look, we're doing this film bit as well. They got full on Mexican sombreros on, right? Green and gold sombreros, right? And they look Mexican. So they're, I mean, they're, they're dark, they're dark complexion. They've got the big, big mustaches, quite squat, you know, proper, like, oh, like you imagine a Mexican would look, right? Good fellas, right? I'm at the bar and uh, one fella goes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do an accent. I'm not trying to be racist. Well, I'm going to try and do my best sort of Mexican accent. Right? Why don't you do f- a Pontypreth accent, Mike? To err on the side of caution. All right, let's do it. I'll err on the side of caution. I'll yeah. do most Pontypreth uh, slash Merthyr. It'll be a bit of a mix. No, come on. Don't defend people from Merthyr. All right, bud. Can do, uh... <laughs> hey, do, uh, do, do, drink, do you drink Do you drink beer? Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking beer right now. I challenge you to drink a pint of beer. All right, okay. I'll, I'll challenge you. Any you any good? Well, I've never lost. Right. <laughs> right, hang on. I said, hang on a minute. We've got a film crew with us, so... Film crew is sort of there, and I get my mate on the camera. You ready? Yeah, my brother's gonna do it as well. I said, "Go on in." So him and his brother got a point. I got a point. I do a little bit. To, I do a little bit. Mm. He fucking bolts this beer. Yeah. In about one and a half seconds, right? Really? And his brother. 
one and a half seconds, like straight down open the gullet. Yeah. And I was about two goals behind, right? Yeah. I thought I've done well, yeah. I've done like a three or four second point, but I've been beaten by both these Mexican men. He's going to, he's going to, airdrop that to me, airdrop that to me, airdrop that to me. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how airdrop works. I don't, I don't know what that means. He goes, stick it on TikTok, stick it on TikTok. So I, I, I haven't got TikTok. Yeah, you're in the influencer section. I could airdrop <laughs> and surely you have TikTok. For fuck's sake. So with that now, he goes, uh, you ever been to Green Bay, man? Have you ever been to a home game? <laughs> it's so much better in this one. I said, no, no, I haven't. I said, but next year, I said, well, I was, was going to go last year, but of COVID, I said, but I'm going to go next year. Uh, you know, like Steve are going to go over my mate Matt as well. Oh, like, take some advice, right? <laughs> Don't fly in from uh, Chicago. Get a lift up from Chicago. Get, get a ride. Get a, get a drive. I tell you, I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up. I said, all right, I'll go and swap details. I said, no, no, I, I drive. That's what I do. I, I drive, I'm a driver. Uh, I'll pick you up from the airport. I said, all right, lovely. Okay, yeah, well, we'll swap numbers or whatever. You'll be fine. And then he goes, yeah, yeah. It's about a three-hour drive from Chicago. But I live in Chicago, but I'm a Green Bay fan. But I'll take you there. I'll take you. I'll, I'll pick you up. I drive you to Green Bay. It's all lovely. Yeah, we'll have hookers. We'll have cocaine. <laughs> but I've got to say, he goes, we'll have hookers, cocaine. <laughs> he goes, there's going to be hookers, cocaine. <laughs> I looked at Steve, right? Neither of us do class. We're both married, faithfully, right? He went, or they can just drive you. Can stop at the services on the way, get against us. Whatever, whatever you want, boys. Whatever's good for you. Chocolate milkshake. If you guys, cocaine, or they can just drive you. Whatever. Just drive us up. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Whatever you prefer. <laughs> oh, funny as fuck. Oh, my God. Look, it's got a game. <laughs> I can just drive you. <laughs> you know, if I ever get headhunted by Netflix, I'm taking you two with me. That's the deal. <laughs> That's very Unless funny. it is silly money. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you just got to sack it off. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> In which case, that's fine. That's fine. A bit silly money, Mike. You do oh. you. You exactly. <laughs> you do you. That's great. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the, the, the negotiation you know, with Andy? It's funny. Um, Mike, we, we're huge fans. Mm. We love the podcast. We Thanks love um, teamwork. We love the fact we're that discuss is not just about and but also you know yeah. you can go off in all sorts of manner of different directions. We don't like Steph. We don't like Ellis. The good, the good mm. news is, it we're offering you silly. I'm money. afraid. How much? Yeah, yeah. So I, and and then they get a check and they just write weird. Just write to, it. Just write silly. Silly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> silly zero 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 zero. A, pa- a pound yeah. symbol. Silly zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the and the S in silly is a dollar sign. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you like, we can make it one of those massive charity checks. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to be paid in a massive charity check. Yeah, yeah. Can I have some time to think about it? <laughs> I thought about can, it. It's can a we, brilliant can we just lose the, yeah. lose the boring one? Can, can we keep out? Send, Let's keep out. Send one text. Yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> both of them. I've got to send a quick WhatsApp. Hang on. <laughs> quick, quick upsetting WhatsApp. You're not going to send it individually <laughs> even. No, it's just a group. Just going to send it on the group. Fuck them. Group. Hi, both. Yeah. yeah. Take yeah. care, lads. Both. Not even hi, both. Just both. Take care. Take care, lads. Been a pleasure. Offered silly money. Netflix, <laughs> 9 p.m. this Sunday. Sure you understand. Quick photo of the big check. <laughs> <laughs>
C. Silly. <laughs> Take care, lads. Take care, lads. Great times. Great memories. <laughs> starting, starting the message with, I've really enjoyed the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care, lads. Oh, oh God. Oh. Right. No hard feelings, I hope. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. Then just send a trailer for your new show. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then just be bold as brass on the school run, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Steth. All right, all right, Steph. How's it going, man? Fuck off. <laughs> I'm uh, a bit busy at the moment, actually. Off to yeah. London. Oh. Yeah. They're yeah. driving they me. Do- <laughs> In my new Lamborghini. Me, Romesh, and Rob got our new show. Don't want to give the new show a plug on your, your analysis show, do you? <laughs> i got a few mates who can fill in. For me, it's fine. But yeah, me and Rob and Romesh got this thing. <laughs> More sort of post-COVID, this one. You know, it's uh, <laughs> optimistic. We've just called it the sports bar. <laughs> good lads, they are. Really good lads. I'd say two of my best yeah. friends, those two are now. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good boys. Really good, good boys. boys. Good boys. They come round on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow they give me a hoodie, do you? <laughs> you watch me fuck a glove. I'd never do it. It's on record. I've just come back from Qatar for the World Cup. Mm, yes. Fucking hell. I haven't flown from Cardiff Airport. Go on, mate. Don't probably, you... probably Probably for 15 years, right? Oh, uh, go on. That was the last flight. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Like that is Saigon. Love it. What's the odds? Just Ellis on a rooftop with a helicopter getting in. Gee whiz. It's incredible, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It is like one of those train stations that fell foul of Beeching's axe. It, it is. Yes. About in, in the early yes. 60s. I came back from the Edinburgh gig to there. Fucking hell. Wow. I went to wow. Edinburgh there. Yeah. Uh, from there. I can't remember what it was, about two years ago, right before lockdown. Yeah. I took a video, which I'll try and find. <laughs> And I said, if you, if you want to make a remake of 28 Days Later, save yourself all the red tape <laughs> and record it in Cardiff Airport. They, I was the only yeah. person there. All the shops were shut. There were five boys in the car with me. They will all corroborate this because mm. it was unbelievable, right? So they wanted us there minimum of three hours before departure. <laughs> so departure was at nine, yeah. right? Oh, so we were there at six. We left my mate's house. Loads to do there, though. Oh, yeah. the, <laughs> we, we left my mate's house. Stand, sit. <laughs> at 20 past five, right? Yeah. So it's about 25 minutes of that time to Roos where he lives. <laughs> the amount of emails we'd had about the hire card, which is a kind of Qatari permit that you had to have okay. uh, to be allowed into the country and also, you know, to inactivate your, tic- all, your ticket, all right. that sort of stuff. It allowed you um travel on the metro. You can buy a ticket on the metro. It was all free, but you needed this card. Right. We were having emails about it at sort of 3 a.m. Make sure that it matches your passport details. They'll be checking. Okay. It's hard to get into this country. So we're all a little bit nervous, I think, yeah. because where's his first World Cup in 64 years? It's a long flight. You don't want to fuck this up, right? <laughs> so we left at 20 past five. We, <laughs> we got to Cardiff Airport at about 10 to six. Right. And Tristan was driving. It's his car. And he's North Wales from Llangevney. So he needs to park in a long stay car park yeah have you, I suppose you, you boys haven't had to do that because you're in car well, you, you want to try and get a taxi from there mate I'd, I'd rather stay in the long stay car park as it turns yeah, out yeah yeah no yeah. no as I it's yeah. unworkable <laughs> so we get there and it's just short stay and it's just short stay but you can see a big car park no idea how to get in there so we're just driving around driving around there's no one there no one there starting At actually all. now to, <laughs> yeah. get, to, to get a little bit worried no one to check you in how are we going to snatch Defeat from the jaws of victory. Hmm. 
We all got up at half past four. Yeah. We're all showered, packed the night before. We're all ready. Yeah. We've fulfilled our side of the bargain. Mm. So you're driving around Cardiff Airport. A lot of other people are doing the same, just looking for this long stay car park. In the end, I don't know where it I is. I've never seen a sign for it. Stay in the short state, right? Don't you? Now that that is what Mike has said. There is crucial to this story. Yes, right? it's crucial. I'm going to live right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's crucial. Go on. So in the in the end, we stop at bloke in a high vis, and he said, uh, "See the um, short state car park there. Yeah, park. Go up to that one, get a ticket. Then that will allow you to press the intercom and talk to someone, and then they'll tell you what. I mean, it's a secret. <laughs> so we go up to the short state car, secret park. car park. What's like the fucking crystal maze? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, do you, do press you, the do button. You, do you have a bald head wearing leopard skin? Just, just uh, press the button. I couldn't believe it. He pressed the button. He said, um, hello, I'm, look, I'm looking for the uh, the long stay car park, right? And the guy went, all right. He went, uh, but I, I can't see any signs. He went, yeah, there's no sign. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Oh, you? there's no sign, mate. So what you what you, you got to do, you got to press the button and I'll tell you how to get there, right? So where you are now is short stay, but there's no sign. So you go. You keep going and then you turn left and then you turn left again as a roundabout. You take the first exit and then you'll be in a bus lane. Now, it's very counterintuitive. You go bus? down the bus lane. <laughs> but, I'm in a, but I'm in a car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no cameras and anything. It says bus lane, but you just you just it, use that one. It's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. It's going to cost you an extra 70 quid. Then you veer right down the bus lane. Yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper to stay in the short stable than we paid the you fine. Saw- you sort of swing right on the bus lane, keep going down the bus lane, and then it's the main road. Looks like you're coming out the car park. <laughs> Looks like you're coming out the airport on the way to sort of Winville. You know, you, you sort of go as if you're going to Winville, then you turn left, and then there's a little gap, and the long stay car park's in the gap, and then you just stay there. <laughs> you know, you you're imagine like, being okay. from Eritrea trying to work this out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or not having English as a first yeah, language. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so we. <laughs> We we do it. It was an amazing bit, right? Where Guion, the logistics man in our group, Trist, because he's normal, <laughs> doesn't want to take the bus lane. No. And Guion's like, no, you've got to. This is what he said. It's counterintuitive. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going, Fuck we're going down the bus lane. They're not paying that fine, by the way, if you do get done. No. They, they no, no, no. Be no. That 70 well, quid. Oh, Sorry, Trist, God. you're paying so, that, mate. So we got there. Can I take your name, John? John? All, Just was, pay, yeah, my, pay my was, fine. No. It was all fine. When we came back then on the on the Tuesday, mm. we were with Wonky Sheep, who were the FAW travel partner, the affiliated travel people. So there was a flight coming from Qatar full of Wales fans who were all landing in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. They knew that. Everyone knew this. Mm. It's, well, it's not everyone, mate. Most, it's following the most high-profile football <laughs> match Wales have ever You're played. at an airport, there's a plane landing. They'll know. You're not, uh, yeah, They'll yeah, know yeah, about yeah. it. It's part of the job. So we all sort of... <laughs> you know, surprise landing. Walk to the Longstay car park... Laughing about how shit it is. We get to the uh, the intercom. There's just no answer. Yes. Now I've got a train to make, and it's it's touch and go. It's very tight anyway. I'm probably not going to make it, but I'd like us to try. Mm. Trist is pressing the intercom. Nothing's happening. There's a car next to us. Their intercom isn't working. Car next to that. Their intercom isn't working. We've been we've been five minutes now. The train is now fucked. Yeah. I'm staying at whose house? That's gone. Yeah. Eventually, the car on the left hand, the sort of the far left. Mm. Their barrier raises, and then another car comes, and then we're we're all in the same position. Eventually, the car to the left of us in the middle lane, his barrier raises. Right. And we wound down the window. We said, how do you do that? He said, oh, there's only one bloke. He's doing this all one at a time. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, but we're, we're, all, we're all driving home. Fucking hell. Come on. One bloke. Do you know what? It when was, that, it I was, couldn't believe it. It was going to the dogs anyway. Mm. 
And then the Welsh government stepped in and said, we'll buy it. If there's, yeah. one thing, if there's one thing we know how to do is run things properly. I could do this. Fuck off. Bristol is amazing. Yeah. I fly Bristol's from Bristol on a important. regular basis. Yeah, same here. When Ben went to Ireland for rugby, we flew from Bristol. Mm. You know, it, it takes as long to get there from my house as it does to get to Cardiff Airport. Yeah. There's no one in Cardiff Airport, ever. No, no. Everywhere's shut. The coffee tastes like overall. Yeah, it couldn't be less helpful. There's about no. 12 or 15 check-in desks. You're lucky if one's open. Oh, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no flights. The only the only flight we get regularly now seems to be the, the Anglesey flight, which I've done. Does that still go? You know, it was going a couple of years ago. Oh, I did, a, I did I tell you when I went with Exy to Anglesey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they told you to move in case you took the plane so over. So I was too fat, basically, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, the, that's the sort of calibre of plane that flies out of there usually. 12 yeah. seaters to Anglesey. Why is being a sports fan such a boring in this country? Just to park places, to get places? Yeah. Passports took ages, obviously. I thought, well, this is fucked up. But I thought, I, I will always sprint and try it. Good lad. And then you get to the taxi yeah. rank and it's yeah. one, one bloke rolling a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, I tried to get a bus and I said, oh, I just want to bus into Cardiff. And they went, mm. What do you mean? Cardiff. Cardiff Airport. Well, Cardiff Airport. We're yeah. no chance. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> dream on. What we could do is if you wait for an hour, there's a bus that goes into Barry, and then you could get a train from Barry to Cardiff. Oh, Cardiff. Posh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm all right, to be honest. I'd be better off walking. This might this might be an apocryphal urban. That's movie, never stopped you before. But the Ford. Come on. The, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't been sued yet. Let's do it. The, the Ford Mondeo was was at one point marketed as a sort of an, the unstealable car until someone in Merthyr bought one and it got nicked. <laughs> and someone has, someone worked out to steal it. I don't know if this is true or not. I, well, if, you never put that stuff in. If you were a car thief in Merthyr in the nineties, like who was the person who called you? Let me know. Who was the bright spark of white sharp star ship? And said, "Let's call it the Unsinkable." Let's, let's call it the unsinkable ship. Don't do that. That'll be fine. That'll be really good. Don't call it unstealable car. What's, what's the worst that's going to happen? I mean, yeah, that's not going to end well. My dad got his car broken into every week in the eighties. I've got a feeling that the Titanic is unsinkable. I think I don't think there's any way they could sink this. No way. <laughs> no way. You never guess what happened. <laughs> Start in the telegram with you'll never guess what happened. Yeah, yeah. You'll never guess what happened. Stop. You'll never Stop. Guess what... Stop. Stop. Unsinkable Titanic has sunk. Stop. Iceberg. Stop. Massive loss of life. Stop. Fortunately, most of them are third class passengers. Stop. I know. I can't believe it. Stop. All the posh people survived. Stop. Not all bad. Stop. <laughs> Tell the bloke who said it was unsinkable that I want a word. Stop. <laughs> Call marketing in for a bollocking on Monday. Idea for museum in Belfast. Stop. <laughs> Movie concept. Stop. <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls. Stop. What a film. Fucking great film, that. What a film. It's a great film until you think... That piece of wood that they're on, mm. there's a, there's enough room for him on there. If I'm honest, he doesn't need to be in the water. No, I'd be big. being selfish. Well, I think it's only a door, though, isn't it? Yeah, you move up, That's Rose. Not romantic, is it? Yeah. Shift up, Rose. Bit of room. What happened? Bit of room you well, there was only enough room for once we kicked Rose off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> See, you, Rose. I only met you the other day. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> uh, fuck off, Rose. Uh, we've had one fuck, Rose. I'm not going to waste my life. <laughs> 
exactly. You got your drawer in the fuck off. I'll get a different <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Rose, have you ever heard of the phrase survival of the fittest? Imagine if that's how it ended. Fuck off, Rose. Shift up. Fuck off, Rose. There's not enough room for both of us. Well, okay. then. Sorry. <laughs> Rose, to you, social Darwinism. Looks like you've made a choice. I still get to wank over the picture. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> An emoti wank. <laughs> yeah, spunking through the tears. What? He's on the. He's lying there in the middle of the Atlantic on the wood, pulling one out. No, later. Later, Steph, oh. you animal. <laughs> oh. I'm a Carpegan, you beast. <laughs> what a rescue uh, moment. Are you all right, Jack? Yeah. What the fuck are you yeah, doing, not Jack? Bad. Yeah. Warm it up a yeah. bit. You have. A, I had a tube with me. Um. You haven't seen it anywhere, have you? <laughs> oh, you got it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Great stuff. Yeah. Where is the toilet on deck of interest? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, I've been on there for a long time. <laughs> Jack, you absolute fucking wronger. <laughs> oh, I just found the tube. Brilliant. Oh, it's great, that is. Some of the best work, that is. It's going to be useful. Anyway, oh, to Rose. <laughs> What should have wanted? In a way. Let me back to child mascot. <laughs> back to Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jack all right? <laughs> He's wanking and crying a lot. <laughs> I, know, I, I, know this, I know this shock affects everyone in a diff, different way. This is odd. It's it's odd. odd. Is, he, is he okay? Is there something else up with him? Does post-traumatic stress usually involve almost constant masturbation? <laughs> He's very agitated. <laughs> Rolling up and unrolling up a picture. <laughs> something about French curls. Then we lose him for half an hour. <laughs> Where's Jack gone? <laughs> He's upstairs painting one of the chefs. <laughs> Not again. He's insatiable, that boy. Something about ports and storms. I didn't follow it. Oh, dirty Jack. <laughs> DiCaprio's character was just a sex fest. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> voyeur. Also lovely yeah. to see David Goldblatt, who is an absolutely amazing football writer. Okay. But mm. his book Which one was he? The Guy the Dreads. Dreads. Cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I chose one of his books a very long time ago, then The Ball is Round, but the history of global football, which is a great read. Sounds like my level. Yeah. The grass is green. The goalposts <laughs> are at either end of the pitch. It's a thousand bed. pages long, though. So <laughs> it's, it's, quite, Lord, it's longer than Lord of the Rings and the Bible. The players so are human. But the preface is great. <laughs> long, how long's the Bible? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's It's a that long. It's big pages, and it's a small print, and it's a thousand page. Well, it depends on the Bible, isn't it? I've, I've saw one on a grain of salt. So you haven't seen a Bible on a grain of salt. They did, didn't they? No, they did. I'm sure. Yeah, they printed the Bible, or certainly the New Testament, on like a grain of salt. They printed it on a grain of salt. I don't know where yeah. to start. I remember with that, someone. I remember someone with record-breakingly Etched. small handwriting writing the Lord's Prayer on a matchbox. One that small. <laughs> That's that's, well, that's a, quite easy. A lot, a, 
A lot smaller than that. That's, that's not an achievement, I would say. <laughs> you wrote the easy. Lord's Fair on a matchbox. Piece of piss. <laughs> I could do that now. Yeah. Go get me a matchbox. Get me a pen. I will do that. That's not a fucking... That's not telly. Give me some England's glory in a bit. I'll it, was right one <laughs> si- it was one side of the small... Yeah. Book. It's still not impressive. I don't care. That sounds shit. All right. Maybe it was a match. I don't know. A match, I'm in. I can't do that. I think a matchbox, I'd piss that. I think it might have been a match. God, it's yeah, a that, thing to... Have a look at the green assault bomb with there as well. I'm sure that I haven't made that up. I just don't know how you do that. You etch it. You don't... Not, not like a pen. It's with like, a chisel. How are you? No, well, like I thought something like laser, I suppose. I don't know. I don't buy that. Hang on a minute. I haven't made this up. That's bollocks. Well, it's small, I'm going to put in smallest writing ever. Wait there one second. Smallest writing ever, search. A man once wrote... The laws for the matchbox. <laughs> <laughs> seems seems implausible. Seems remarkably doable. <laughs> so, a world record. A world record that's easy. Really? Here we go, smart asses. Go on. Researchers Harry Manoharan yes. and Christopher Moon, along with students at the Stanford Physics Department and Gebal Laboratory for Advanced yeah. Materials, were able to encode 35 bits of information per electron oh, come and write on. letters so small they're composed of subatomic bits of size. Oh, so small you can't even see three it. nanometers. Yeah. Or roughly one-third of a matchbox, it says here. <laughs> <laughs> stuff, stuff like this, I tend to think, is just made up, though, isn't it? No, mate. No, but you here do. You go. They've got, yeah, I've written the old Bible on that. You can't see it because it's so small. Fuck off then, you haven't done it, have you? There's loads written on grains of rice. Yeah, by, by hand. By hand. By hand, my ass. How have they driven that? Have you written in hand? A skilled artist once wrote 200 letters on one grain of rice. Bollocks. Right? They were only 26. On a grain of rice? <laughs> yeah. That's bollocks. A man from Jaipur holds the Guinness Book of Records record of writing 1,749 characters on a grain of rice. Grain of rice? It's not true. That's absolutely absolutely massive, this grain of rice. Believe me, I've dealt with the Guinness Book of Records, mate, and that'll be verified. (laughs) After your hugging exercise. After hug gate. Hug gate. But that can't be true. A grain of rice? What's he writing with? Hmm. Someone, one of our listeners, will remember on Record Breakers this bloke writing something on either a match or a very small matchbox. <laughs> or a matchbox. It had to be legible. I remember that. I remember Norris McWhorter saying it's got to be legible. I've got to be honest, the Lord's Prayer on a matchbox, does it does seem quite doable. It seems it? easily doable. If you, if, oh, yeah. If you've, a piece of if you've got a big yeah, fine absolute. liner. Yeah. A barrel fine that. liner. Barrel. <laughs> I do that. Fucking nail it. Smallest writing. Smallest <laughs> writing. Ever matchbox. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, tiny, absolutely tiny. Tiny, it was really small. Tiny, right in Guardian in the Guardian. Now, yeah. your employer. So, yeah, it must be true. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hit me. Finally, good news in the world of downsizing. Stanford University physicists have broken the historic record of a small writing, opening a new door to computing's future. Their two letters, an S and a U, in honor of their employers, are so tiny that if used to print up the thirty-two volume set of the Encyclopedia Britannica two thousand times. The contents would still fit on the head of a pin. That's small. Buy it. Thirty-two volumes of encyclopedia. So thirty-two times that. Yeah. Thirty-two. Thirty-two encyclopedias. Yes. Times two thousand on the head of a pin. Okay. Yeah, too small. Too small. <laughs> What's the point? 
I can't read it. Unreadable. Imagine that in the opticians. Unreadable. Unreadable. Unreadable yeah. for a kick. Can you read the bottom line? No, I can't even see the pin. <laughs> I can't even see the salt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a grain of salt. Wow. Until now, it was assumed that information such as computer bits could not be smaller than an atom. Because materials are made of atoms, it was always believed that if you continue scaling down, you'd end up with a fundamental limit. You'd hit the wall. Yeah. But Stanford's new letters are subatomic in size. That sounds like bollocks. Again, it's one of those things that you can't, you can, you know, they can say that. That's what I mean. Just prove it or prove it. Absolute bollocks. 2,000 of the entire volume, (laughs) all the volumes of the Solar Paper on the head of a pin. Yeah. Yeah. Pointless. I mean, even, even with my specs on. I'm going to struggle to read that. It's pointless. Futile. You realise how big everything gets blows your mind, but so does how small everything gets. <laughs> it does, though, doesn't it? It does. What's after nothing? Well, do, what do you mean? But if you're subatomic, right? Where do you? What is everything made of? Right? We are like ninety-nine percent energy. We're not mass. Did you watch a different documentary to me? <laughs> Yeah, because I was going to say, I thought Stanley Matthews was a good player. <laughs> I can hit this table, right? I'm in the table right now. Yeah. Okay, can you not do that? <laughs> yeah, go on. But that's almost entirely space, hitting almost entirely space. Right. Crazy, isn't it? I don't know. What point are you trying to make? Space can't make noise. No one can hear you scream. What <laughs> space you... not going to hear you scream. Yeah, yeah, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it just blows my... I just... Where we're living now, because we've got a lot less light pollution. Yes. I can stand out there in the nighttime and look at the stars. and just blows my mind. I, I, I'll watch it for an hour, quite yeah. happily, right? And that's the unimaginable vastness of space. You're smoking a lot of herbal stuff at the moment. <laughs> and then when the pizza turns you'll, up... I you'll just... stare at the <laughs> stars for an hour. Domino's guy turns up for the third time today. <laughs> you'll stare... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, the kick cuts are here. <laughs> ben, go to the garage. Go to the garage, get me a topic. You're right, you've never stared at the sky for like... Oh, it blows my mind. I wouldn't... I've it? never stared at the stars for an hour, I don't know. When I've been camping, I have, yeah. I realised the other day that I'm almost... Because everyone's watching The Traitors. I'm almost monocultural. Kelly loves that. I'm almost monocultural because of this. Yeah. Because we, we've got to watch so much sports stuff and read so much sports stuff. So when Izzy was watching The Traitors last night, I was watching a documentary about Aussie rules football. <laughs> I watched an AFL documentary about Gary Ablett. I was watching a documentary about Aussie rules football. Broadly about from, Aussie rules football. From 1991. There's <laughs> 4,500 views. On YouTube, we'll just we'll just we'll we'll discuss it later. To me. But, what, but having gone to a wedding <laughs> the weekend, what it does mean is that mm. I cannot have conversations with anyone because yeah. the stuff I've watched is so yes. niche. Yes, everyone is talking about the traitors and white lotus, and I'm like, have you seen the heathens? Yeah, yeah, what? and I'm like, yeah. Anyway, it actually is this French kayaker. <laughs> what? Are you yeah. all right? She but, but, but she does she does she does slalom kayaking and then she yeah. gets into the sort of white water stuff and then she starts going down waterfall. Get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it sort of is an issue sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Like is, is it I haven't had a conversation for two years. <laughs> well, Kelly was going next door. I say next door, we built Kel's mum a flat. In yes. The house. Yeah, in the grounds. So she she was going next door in Casa Casa Bubbit yeah. to watch the traitors on a mum's TV because I was watching documentaries about French characters. Occasionally, I will meet someone who loves sports documentaries as much as us but doesn't have to watch them for work, and then yeah. I'm the interesting guy. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. And but that's mostly listeners to this podcast that you yeah, interact with. <laughs> yeah. And I watch. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. It's that gigs, to be fair. Yeah. Gigs for this. Yeah. And do you know what? <laughs> I went to watch England play India in the cricket about a year ago. Yeah. Head of my management agency is chairman of Surrey. So I was in his boxes, sort of the Prince of Wales suite. So I was with like top dogs. So I was sitting next to the head of Sky News. Head honchos. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was sitting next to the head of Sky News, a lord. And to my right was the guy who was in charge of documentaries on, on Amazon on Amazon Prime, who obviously commissions a lot of the documentaries that we've. Watched. I've watched all your stuff, mate. <laughs> we watched, but I said I've watched all your stuff. And he went, "Have you?" And I went, "Yeah." And I named about eighty-five. Oh no, I have. Yeah, I test really me. have. Test me. Scared the fuck out of him. Then for the <laughs> I next half hour. him through everyone. Most of he hadn't watched himself. <laughs> Robin said, "Fuck all." <laughs> for, about two, for about two hours Robin's just on a bottle of white wine it was incredible I was like yeah inspired to ride where they decide to ride all the way across America <laughs> seen it I love it though I love it too it just makes you weird there's one about a judge who sets up a running club in LA yeah seen it <laughs> seen it red penguins yeah <laughs> hockey, hockey and prostitutes seen so it <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a mad ultra marathon in Tennessee where the bloke doesn't ask for payment, he asks for loads of shirts. Seen it. Seen- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doesn't ask for payment in currency, he just wants shirts and socks. Seen it. Seen it. So this guy was loving it. I'd watched his Yeah, I bet. But he basically the, the output he's been responsible for for about five years. I'd seen I'd seen every second, but it is only very, very it's a very few, very niche scenarios where I am now a good yeah. conversationalist. It's absolutely sort of yeah. destroyed my personality. Destroyed. <laughs> this podcast has destroyed my personality. <laughs> what little there was. Have yeah. that on the tour posters. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast that will destroy your personality. That's all she doesn't speak about. <laughs> Do you want to be as boring as we are? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like an illness being on this podcast. <laughs> you are unable to converse with anyone normal. I can't talk to anyone real. <laughs> 